So, Dave, what was your favourite moment of the <laughs> Have I just, have I just like blingy blinged awake and I've just imagined all of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're not, we're not going until we've got an answer. <laughs> um, well, I mean, honestly, it was the. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the reason I had to divert with the, with this stupid different idea. It's because the answer is like a couple of weeks ago. It was the Pasquale breakdown. Yeah, that, that was my favourite moment on Life's a Pitch. I'm afraid it really, it really was. I'm really glad we've beaten your first episode. <laughs> yeah, that's still the best one. That's still the one I would recommend people listen to. I don't know. I haven't really listened back over them. I should listen to all my own episodes because that's normal and sensible thing that humans do who aren't narcissistic. But what I should do is I should listen to them and reevaluate whether or not the first one was the best one or if that was just because it was a new experience for me and, and I've, I've got so tediously bored with you since. <laughs> True. True. Uh, unfortunately, two um, episodes it, in, and yeah. only to, only to the extent that you know we also have yeah. uh, got <laughs> bored and bored with ourselves. <laughs> um, uh, That's yeah, why it's time but, to sell out to Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Clearly, we've got so many pitches. Like I can't actually figure out like just how many pitches it must be. Yeah. It must be. It's over five hundred. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, like, sure. Yeah, maybe over a thousand movies we've yeah. pitched. Five good ones. <laughs> I think it may be less. <laughs> I mean, I think it's honestly high time you guys did become like did actually become scriptwriters for films because you're brimming with ideas. Uh, I've got the time. He's got to, got to, got to. You got to record eat this to live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got to that, steal to eat. Tell you all about it when I get the time. That is basically why this podcast came about. I was like, <laughs> making movies is an awful lot of work, isn't it? How about I'd, we just I'd, pretend? Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather just come up with ideas for films and then leave them, and then come up with a new idea and then leave that. And yeah. then instead of instead of spending months putting together a film crew getting yeah. cast together location settling it's an awful lot of money it is and time and it is it's just it's much better when you can just pitch a film it takes 10 5 10 20 minutes an hour maybe yeah. and it's it's yeah that's where this then you can just move on with your life can't you after that yeah. you, you don't ever have to think about it ever again yeah, just pick it up whereas drop it. i would rather be famous for uh being an idiot and pitching films than making them so yeah. um <laughs> like I, I'm I'm bang on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's been your life's dream to be an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's too. Is it too early to put the, to to put the Pasquale breakdown into a, into a clip? For this I mean, clip yes, show? yes. I think it is. That's the problem. Well, this is how yeah. we end it. We end with just us breaking down laughing. Let's let's just <laughs> let's end the episode with the clip of the Pasquale breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's yeah. going blue in the face or in the heart, and falling over dead. Weddings are exploding. No, it's a myth that your wedding explodes if there's no uh, love in the atmosphere. <laughs> Actually, what happens is that your blood boils at a really low temperature. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and so... then you explode. <laughs> so what? Is gonna happen? Like what? 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 what Good question. Need, my, my 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 question to you, folks. Yeah. Is what 
<laughs> so Ryan Gosling, right, he sees all these people in love dropping dead. Oh. Right. And Are people immune if they're not in love? If if they're not in love, if they've never felt love before. So it is just like it's it's a surprisingly large amount of people are oh. still alive. Oh. <laughs> oh it's like a it's like a, it's like a gatekeeper, like that's not true love. Yes. You've got yeah, like yeah. people who are not with Oh, the right what about one. the people what about the people who are couples? Uh oh. Yeah. They're gonna be yeah, looking gonna... at each other as scums, well, aren't they? They're all they're all dead. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is people who are in couples that's what yeah, I mean, yeah. the people who are in couples but actually they're not in love and they, they don't know that because yeah. they've never experienced love mm. and they thought they were well, this is the what thing. happens to them, that's actually this is a good premise Well, Ryan Gosling has never been in love and I'm thinking over the course of this movie he finds someone who he starts to feel things for and his buddy friend is like no man! what, Charlie Day? or Charlie Day someone with a really high pitched voice is his his best mate Joe Pasquale yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh Ryan Gosling Uh, I'm your best mate and I'm telling you don't go by those women because they're only trouble they're only meant for sleeping with like me as he's he's doing this monologue the camera like it keeps cutting to Ryan Gosling like with his jaw (laughs) dropping and like the camera's pushing close in on Joe Pasquale and like you know dream weavers playing there's little hearts everywhere (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Gosling falls in love with Joe Pasquale. Yeah, and he's yep, yeah. and he's and now he's in danger of just do- dropping dead. And he's yeah. like, if he if he allows himself to fall enough in love with Joe Pasquale, it's like speed. It's like the movie Speed. <laughs> if he goes over a certain amount of affection for Joe Pasquale, <laughs> he'll explode. <laughs> So Joe Pasquale's because... going, don't fall in love. Don't ever do it, Ryan Gosling, because it, it's pointless. You yeah. should only ever just sleep with people meaninglessly like I do every night. And he's got like six ladies coming out of the door. And as yeah. Ryan Gosling is falling in love, and he, Ryan Gosling's like, I, I, I can't look at you, Joe Pasquale. And then for the whole film... <laughs> Joe Pasquale is phoning him up and like chasing him around uh, the like centrally chasing him around, chasing him around like Central Park and stuff like that. Just going, come back, Ryan, Ryan, I'm your best mate. Come back, Ryan. <laughs> so it's it is like speed. You've got to stay a certain a certain distance from Joe Pasquale, or you're all hopelessly in love. <laughs> and I think I think the the the, the kind of crux of the whole thing comes when. It comes when uh, Ryan Gosling realizes he's like he takes he takes shelter in a science classroom, and he realizes that oxygen is 25% of the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you you talk about you're the only one who can. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Please.
on your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> We're just best friends, Ryan. Come back. <laughs> oh, okay. And he's and on a rowing boat, and he is. <laughs> uh. I think. I think. Ryan Gosling takes refuge in a in a like in a school that's is now empty. It's been evacuated because the kids might like because they're teenagers. They might fall in love really easily because they're full of hormones. Yeah. Um, and so that and so Ryan, Ryan Gosling is is in, hiding in this classroom that's you know d- deserted, and he sees on the wall they're learning about oxygen, mm. and it's all all about like okay, oxygen is twenty five percent of the atmosphere. Uh, and he's like, wait, we survive. But if our oxygen's a hundred percent, we explode into into flames because it's too much. It's so fam- yeah. flammable. But if you just have a little bit of love, <laughs> it all comes back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Come well, back to me, Ryan. <laughs> and then, what if, just as they're about to sort this out, there's actually the villain of the piece. Is this guy who maybe he works? He maybe he has some kind of corporate interest or something. Maybe he's oh holding my. the Earth to ransom because what his plan is is he's got he's got a drone that's following Joe Pasquale around, and <laughs> and if he isn't given a certain amount of money, he will broadcast the image of Joe Pasquale on every screen on Earth so that everyone will fall immediately in love, and then they'll be in mortal peril. <laughs> how, right. how how do we stop this ter- terrifying prob- probably Ben Mendelsohn or Roger Allen <laughs> we we, uh, we kill Joe Pasquale <laughs> oh my way. god it's the only way it's the only way he has to make a heroic sacrifice yeah yeah he has to do a dramatic declaration of, of love to Joe Pasquale in order to get him to space <laughs> Get him to shot him to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Is like <laughs> we just have a miniatures because we haven't introduced any kind of me- method of traveling to space. No. So we just have a, a little miniatures like toys, like toy puppetry, uh, <laughs> where a helicopter just gets higher and higher and higher until it's in space. Yeah, but Ryan yeah. Gosling flies the helicopter and then jumps out. Uh, is like, I'm sorry, Joe. This is for the greater good. And he's like, No, Ryan, why are you, why are you locking me in this in this helicopter? For? Oh no, <laughs> off to space I go. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> and that's, Not that's again. Wait, end. hang on. <laughs> rewind. Yeah. Rewind. I don't it's think a, we need to rewind that. Uh, that was <laughs> love. This whole thing just cycles every twenty-five years. Is this written by HP Lovecraft? <laughs> Connect to real life events. So, well, I, I, I think. Got... I think what he was disgraced for is he walked into a board meeting of yeah. his production company. No trousers and on. What, yeah, no, no trousers on. <laughs> that and one of his interns left a banana peel on the floor. Oh, he slipped oh. over. In, Face first into the bin, so <laughs> all all of never regions you can were on dis- show. I love the idea you can be disgraced and fired from an industry for falling over. It's like for being a bit embarrassed, like you say yeah. someone's name wrong. I, that's yeah. I like this world where that's the kind of disgrace. <laughs> can we go there? Can we live there? I feel as if I've come from that world. Do you remember falling <laughs> over at school? Do you remember being at school, walking along, and there was a slippy patch of mud, and you went wee wee wee, and straight down yeah. on your bottom, and 
hey, you pull it off. You stick both fists up in the air as if it was, you know, like a gymnast coming off the <laughs> coming off their big move on yeah. the mat. Although uh, to, to to not do would be a concession yeah. to have not not meant to have done that. Meant not to have done joke. that. And there's no nobody's ever going to believe you. Obviously, you didn't mean to do that, but you can pull it off. The joke is that you're pretending you did, and everyone can laugh, and you can laugh too. But then you've still got to waddle all the way to the next class with <laughs> mud all over your bottom. I'm speaking from experience. This is a real thing that happened to me on a very memorable occasion. And I love the idea that I could have been expelled for it. <laughs> because, I was, because I was disgraced. I'm, I'm sorry, David. I'm afraid you're just, you've just let the school down. You've brought the now, whole faculty into disrepute. <laughs> uh, we're now, it's now the talk of the town that you've slipped over and put mud on your bottom and I'm afraid <laughs> and I'm sorry but do... we've been doing some uh, surveys around the uh, around the student body and what we're hearing is that it did look like you might have pooed your pants now they <laughs> they know you didn't they saw you fall into the mud but it did look like poo and we've heard that from a number of different people <laughs> you're going to have to go <laughs> now is Benedict Cumberbatch doing a northern accent for this He's doing a Matt accent because yeah. I don't think me and Matt have regional accents. No, I'm sure you don't think that, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I mean, yeah. Like this is this is the thing. I, uh, at uh, at work, I think we were doing like a uh, an icebreaker game, and one of them yeah. was like two truths and a lie, and one of my truths was I lived in Sheffield my entire life, and seventeen <laughs> people all all unanimously agreed that I wasn't from Sheffield or the North. <laughs> no, you definitely... Oh, yeah, I mean, you you clearly have lived in the North for a while, yeah. but no, I, I, can, I can buy that, that you yeah. that someone would believe. Because no, it's not a strong accent, is it? No. Um, I'm from the Midlands, and I've li- had lived there all my life until I became an adult and left, and I sounded like this roughly when I left, and it's got nothing to do with where I lived, so I don't know yeah. how... Is it just that we're all... I don't know. Pretentious like, is that the word? <laughs> yeah, I like the idea I, that I like the idea that the Midlands is a place that once you grow up, you have to leave. You were like you know, until I became an adult and, and and left, and I was like, yeah. the Midlands is a place that only children live in, and once they they clock on <laughs> that you've become an adult, they oust you to somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, having done that, it it does feel like that. But then you look on Facebook, and and everyone who stayed behind really very happy with their lives and uh, I feel like there's a party going on that I'm no longer invited to <laughs> quite a shame oh, oh yeah so, so I asked uh, I asked Shannon uh, yeah. Shannon Greaves uh, what her favourite moment was she's been on like loads this last year yeah um, she's, a, she's, a, she's a great fit for the pitching zone mm, uh, I think uh, there was an honourable mention where she throws a magic bus uh, into it uh, <laughs> like it, was, it, was, it was a magic school bus, I think. Is it? Oh yeah, it was the episode that turned in. It was the honourable mention that turned into an episode of the magic school bus. Oh right. Yeah, that was strange. Or the or just the first uh, first pitch she did, which was dog justice. <laughs> dog justice is good. rough justice. Rough justice. Yes, that's the one. And uh, he's like, fine, fine. I'll tell you, it's it's in the warehouse on Dog Street. Uh, street, my favourite street in Chalupa. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's classic. Everyone knows where Dog yeah. Street is. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. great bakery around on that corner. Corner, oh, great, corner, yeah. corner of of dog and cat. Amazing <laughs> bakery. Mm, amazing. Dog also, pizzas there. Mm. Uh, the meat choice is weird. 
the corner of Dog and Fifth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are no Mexican restaurants in Chalupa. And no. no. <laughs> and so Elijah Wood's dog's like, great, we've got the lead. And but the realization is, is that obviously he can't drive. So Jim Carrey is having to drive everywhere, but Jim Carrey doesn't know to go to Dog Street. Yeah. So you have this whole entire scene where uh, it's kind of like shenanigans scene going yeah. on in the car. Like a distraction thing. Mm. Quick, take that turning with, yeah. the, with the steering wheel. Yeah, and it's it's just... Pu- he's kind of like puppeting mm. a Jim Carrey to go down <laughs> this road to Dog Street. Um, and it's... Oh, it's hilarious. Comedy ensues. <laughs> they, they knock Jim Carrey out of a bottle and then... <laughs> oh, no, no, can... this, is where we, this is where, right? Like, And it's like, you, you weren't ready for this. You, I didn't want to do this. Uh, like Jim Carrey's about to stop the car, mm. and they're, they're they're like they're like feet away from the thing, and um, uh, Elijah Wood jumps onto his lap and like bonks head with him, and they do like a mind meld <gasps> thing. That oh yeah, it's only supposed to happen between the the, the two paired individuals. Oh, Master and right. student, they have yeah. like that kind of martial telepathy that happens. Yeah, and Jim Carrey ends up in hospital from this, yeah. right? Because oh. he's like his nose bleeding. Everyone thinks he's had a crash. Yeah, mm. yeah, and then and then like. But when he wakes up, he'll eventually be able to... He'll come around and start to be able to understand... Mm. Um, mm. Und- understand Elijah understand Wood. And Elijah Wood has to have this moment of... It, he's obviously now needs to go to the hospital. And it's before he gets to the hospital bed mm. that he's like, do I chase... Do I ch- chase the guy that I... Do I chase <laughs> the warehouse or do I take this... Do I take... Jim yeah, Perry do I hospital. chase Anubis or do I? Oh yeah, do I? Do I look after my new partner? Yeah, and he chooses the partner, yeah. of course. And... Or okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was gonna go was they okay. were gonna knock Jim Carrey out and dress Elijah Wood in his clothes as they drive the car, <laughs> and then they get stopped by police. And there's a funny moment where the policeman, who we've already established is having a pretty weird day, yeah. Just looks in, like rolls the window down, and then just Elijah Wood dog just turns to look at him slowly. Yeah, there's 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 a, there's a beat cop in there played yeah. by yeah. Uh, Joe Pesci, yeah. who of is course. like who's sort of um, who's having that the weirdest day in the yeah. world. But maybe, maybe both of these can happen. This as is well. all, yeah, yeah. No, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he does the bonk on the head, does yeah. the sort of like tell uh, the mind meld, and he has to dress up as a policeman G- to get Jim, to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Carrey falls down. They put him in the boot. <laughs> <laughs> take his take his uniform, stand on top of each other, and do the whole like driving the car, <laughs> turning to see Joe Pesci, yeah. and then and then the dog's mouth moves and just goes. Joe Pesci has a hip flask, and he like he looks at the dog <laughs> and looks at the hip flask, looks at the dog and throws the hip flask away. I've got to stop drinking this early in the day. Rolls, rolls the window down and goes, "Hey, Joe." How's it going? <laughs> and then rolls the window back up, drives off, and Joe Page is like, the fuck? So, right, this is just a little moment. Uh, <laughs> just a little it's, moment. It's an important and crucial scene, though. Uh, thank you for raising it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, get him to the hospital. They've lost the lead on Anubis. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Carrey can now uh, understand them. They have mm-hmm. a, a brief moment of starting to come to terms with, like, 
oh man, the training might be going the other way now. Yeah. Like mm. Jim Carrey wants to learn how to do martial arts with the dog type mm. stuff. But like very early into this whole thing, the chief comes down on them. Like, how could you let the, these guys get away? You'd get knocked out. You crash your own car. You're drunk. Um, uh, played by uh, oh Willem Dafoe. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> what the hell? You 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 let you you, you crash your car. You, you you drunk or something? You left the dogs in the car. Um, and then uh, uh, so then that happens. And then like Willem Dafoe's aggressive. He's like. I can't believe you've let them, you let them go, get away. I'm so furious at you. I couldn't beat you into the ground. I can bite your head off. Um, okay. and, then, and then, yeah. Oh, I see where you're taking yeah. this. So then, then like everything starts to go wrong. There's an explosion oh. outside. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. You got, you got it. <laughs> put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an explosion outside, mm. like. Uh, someone's breaking into the the, the jailhouse for this cultist mm. that they were interrogating. Yeah, that they caught. Um, they're they're breaking into the, the the cells of the police station, not the actual jail. No. Um, and uh, then there's like cultists everywhere. They're streaming in, and then because I'm just trying to bring this to its to its <laughs> sort of like denouement here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because you can't give them time to have a training montage. No, oh, no, 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 no. They've got to use what little skills they already have when they couldn't communicate. And the power of friendship. Yeah, and of the course. power of friendship. Um, Chris Tucker dog has been vastly underused. Uh, well, no, he was working the pedals. Oh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> To get to get the uh, the cultist also to the uh, prison, uh, Chris Tucker had to shove him into the boot. Uh, and then when <laughs> when uh, when Elijah Wooddog took Jim Carrey to the hospital, Chris Tucker had to go off and take mm. him to the prison cell. So that's the panic as well that hits because Elijah yeah. Wood's just like. <gasps> Chris Tucker's in the prison cell and there's an explosion. Uh, and so, oh, man. yeah, the the stakes are high in this. <laughs> really high. Fucking Nobody knows high. quite what the, this Anubis character's tried to do, but anyway, we're pretty sure it's bad. Yeah. Trying to bring back the god dog. He's trying to bring back himself. Like, yeah. Anubis. Into, 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 into god form. Yeah, Look he's... at me. <clears throat> I'm Anubis. Yeah. That's... Anubis is the uh, keeper of the underworld, right? He's yeah. one of the ones who, ju- who judges. Oh, yeah, he is, he is the god of death. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. He's trying to get all these dogs put down because uh, he's trying to make them all aggressive. Oh, to he's make, make all the army. dog owners kill their dogs mm. um, to, to bring sacrifice. back his under, uh, undead arm, like, not undead, but his, his army of, the dead, of dead dogs to, to take back his underworld like mm. obviously the Egyptian gods have faded from uh, faded modern, from modern, modern times stuff, yeah. American god style Anubis is going to try and take it all back this and is good Chris- Christopher Walken's uh, kind of downfall though is obviously the cats because mm. cats originally were the guardians of the underworld a lot like yeah. that's why they were so praised and mm. obviously he's now trying to replace the cats with and dogs so Ray Romano like leads a little uprising yeah that, 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 would, that would be the ending it will be like it will be a war it will be a neck and neck martial yeah. fight uh, martial arts fight off between Christopher Walking and Elijah Wood Dog yeah. uh, the others split off fighting different factions of mm. the cultists and it'll be neck and neck and Elijah like, Wood is looking a bit rough. Christopher Walken, good at neck and neck. Ray! I've, I've seen Sleepy Hollow. Ray! <laughs> Romano, oh. cat, come and help me! 
please. And Raymond Mana's like, no, you treated me like shit, Deborah. I mean, I mean, uh, Anubis. You spin me off. You spin me off your chair, just like everyone else. You you never even fit that seatbelt. I'm going to leave this sewer now and go (laughs) live a life of my own. We're a rich suburban family. <laughs> and loads of other cats where we're going to sing. <laughs> we're going to sing jazz. I'll join a jazz club. It'll be amazing. I'll learn how to play piano. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, that. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. And, okay, so the denouement has to be that... Um, uh, uh, Jim Carrey gives his life, or we all think he's given his life to mm. to, to throw himself into this like dog beam. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's some kind of undead dog beam where all yeah. these souls of these dogs are being transmitted into the underworld, mm. and and Jim Carrey like harnesses the, the, the his connection with 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 dogs that he has now uh, to to siphon it off and and and, and turn it against uh, Christopher Walken and uh, 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 knock him off his pedestal mm. where like Ghostbusters like he's sort of channeling this huge un- underworld business um, uh, with a green flame from Big Ch- uh, Trouble in Little China and also yeah. um, uh, the uh, weird sac- it's, it's, in the, it's in the same set as the ritual room from uh, the Golden Child <laughs> uh, <laughs> like just just figuring out which <laughs> urban fantasies we can we can steal from stuff of marshmallow man's in there at yeah. one point mm. yeah he's... they've got to not cross the dog streams <laughs> they're all pissing <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah that's it really yeah, yeah <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.